Okay, it's 9 p.m. on the East Coast. Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That means it's time for another episode of Shop Talk. I'm your host, Chris Cowan, here in the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio, joined by Heather and Mark, and we're ready for another Hiya. great show. What's up, guys? We're shaking. It's Monday. It is Monday. It's another Monday. <laughs> no, it's Sunday. Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They're all Mondays. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's 9.04. Right? <laughs> How good is that? We're way on time. How good is that? So t- tell us what's going on in the world of motorcycles. In short, Heather, go. Me? Yeah. It's all about you right and now. And go. I don't like motorcycles right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want a motorcycle. Let's see. We are four weeks away from you unveiling a new bike. I'm going to grab you by your long, blonde, freaky hair. Shall I figure out how many days? Oh. No, uh, no. Four no. weeks away from you unveiling the next uh, Twisted Tea sweepstakes bike. We, we are unveiling. Unveiling. We, we are unveiling. We are three days from going to print with another issue uh. of Psychosource magazine, um, which is amazing. I took a nap today. <laughs> Mark took a nap today. I like naps. Um but yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. A lot of cool events are happening, like the One Moto Show just happened, the Northeast Motorcycle Actually, Expo. the One Moto Show just happened, like oh, just like over now, yeah. right? Like a minute yep. ago. Yep. Um, the Northeast Motorcycle Expo happened this weekend. Uh, Andy sent us some, some pictures of some bikes from there, and the Perowitz crew was there. Um, there's good stuff. So um, I'm putting the comments up because some of our Chopper Town people were in. Actually, Wes Weber waiting on Good Time Charlie in Thailand. Charlie is on his way to Thailand, oh man. Oh, boy. It's supposed to be like one of these the biggest, craziest rallies that goes on over really? in Thailand. And, and Charlie got the nod, so he's on. How come we never get to go to cool places? I don't know, baby. I told you, I'm, I'm going to take you to the beach this year. There's a little place called no. Joe's Beach down in Lower Brown. I want to go to the ocean <laughs> beach. <laughs> right along the side of the Allegheny River. It's I have beautiful. The, I have the bucket of sand in my truck. <laughs> so right now. They're not funny. They think they're funny. Uh, we but are they're funny. Not. This is, this is mm. good shit right here. So, hey, man, uh, just to remind you guys, this is Shop Talk. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we do our best, 9-ish, we always say, to come to you live from the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio. Um you know, 90 to 120 minutes, all the bullshit we can fit, some news, some entertainment, and uh, whatever we can squeeze in on the plate on what's going on around the motorcycle world that week. We've got some cool guests tonight. Lisa Ballard, the brains behind Chop Cult, and Billy Lane right. snuck in on us, which is pretty awesome. He's got his 10th running of Sons of Speed coming up in four weeks when you have to unveil that motorcycle. <laughs> Dude, one more time, I swear to God. Are you going to fire me? Are you going to fire no, me? No, I'm not. I'm going to give you extra duty. Hi, uh, yeah, see? That shit ain't funny now, is it? So, when are you guys going to Bike Week? Uh, what do you mean, when are we going? I don't, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, body man. <laughs> but hurry up. Howdy from Pestle Tucky. Jeff Pestle. Smith. What's up, baby? Pestle G Tucky. Pestle Tucky. Pestle G Tucky. All right. So, a um, lot to get through tonight. There's crazy, crazy bunch of information stacked up in front of me on the desk. And, uh, you know, like I mentioned, we go through 90 to 120 minutes, all the bullshit we can fit. Usually started off with a little thing we like to call the news. First up in the news tonight and coming in from Road Racing World and Motorcycle Technology, 
This is going to blow your mind. Moto America Bagger Classic added at WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca. I can't call that WeatherTech Raceway. I just can't do it. It's Laguna Seca, man. How about you call it WTEC? WTEC. feel better? Um, let's see. So, King of the Baggers, Moto America to bring bagger racing to Laguna Seca. What? V-Twin baggers on a track at WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca? Yep. So we kind of knew this was going to happen because Chris came to me a little while ago and he said, hey, baby, can I race the FXR? It used to be a bagger. <laughs> and I went, a what? If, if we strap a bag on the back of it, does that mean it's a bagger again? I just, I, I mean, was just kind of like, sure. I like that idea, actually. Oh, it well, would wait, be. We need to make the handlebars turn a little more first, though. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that bike was built to go straight. Mm -hmm. So anyway, wicked, wicked cool idea that they're doing here, man. They're actually, you know, taking the whole idea of the performance bagger and they're putting people's money where their mouths are, out on the track. Let's see you get it done. Um, held in conjunction with round six of the 2020 Moto America series, the drag specialties King of the Baggers will be part of the Moto America Superbike Speed Fest at Monterey. A weekend pack full of motorcycle sport and lifestyle that means seven classes of racing will take to one of the most famous racetracks in the world, the iconic 2.238 mile circuit that's nestled in the hills of Monterey Peninsula. It's going to be so badass. We'll definitely got, keep you guys up to date on this. I want to get some guys from Drag in here, a couple of the racers for sure, so that we can talk about this. Wicked cool stuff. Yeah. Super cool. I need I'd to like enter. To watch it. Yeah, I would too. You know, I'd like to be there and watch it. Yeah, it'd be, Absolutely. It'd be super interesting. I mean, you know these guys really know how to ride and all that crap, but like to get some of that action on them baggers and, and that being a really cool raceway. Oh yeah, that, that'd be pretty freaking badass. I want to do it. So I I'm have not to. Scared. I have to interject real quick. Mister Tom Kiefer just joined us. He said, "Sup, ladies and germs." Huh? Tom, if you call my husband one more time <laughs> and offer him. <laughs> A motor. Wait a minute. And tranny. Wait a minute. To race. I'm it's, going to kill him. He didn't offer me a motor and tranny to race. He has a 45. Tom, with, I'm officially saying yes right with now. A, right no. with, a, with, a, <laughs> with a good tranny, the man's giving me an opportunity. Don't bitch at him. <laughs> Mr. Kiefer, those calls come through me first. Just saying. All right. So um, hang on one second, man, because we got something in from social media here that we got to take a look at. Um how do I bring this back? So, yeah, this Sam, is cool. Sam, look, Samson. Yeah, uh, thanks, bro. You guys are the best. I'm wishing Core to live with you guys, but I'm okay. Still am drywaller. Who's Sam? Taper finisher from France or something? It says. Keep going down further. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. So it's at nine o'clock, and I'll get up at four thirty in the morning. I have to do a good week because it's the Maple Grove drag on ice. It's a great event. Crazy. It keeps jumping on me. Damn it. <laughs> Let's just have Sam call in. Um, lots of great com uh, competitors. Going to be there for my... Oh, sorry for my spelling. French, yep, so jealous. I'm probably never have. Oh, he's chance. in Quebec. Oh, right on. Yeah, cool. Um, I was trying to so read it. So, listen, Sam, this is what I want to know. Can you Can you cover... Even if we have to translate, can you cover cover these ice ra ice drag races? Yeah. I want to see that. Dude, man. that'd be cool. Yeah, get us get us some pictures and some video. I'd love to have that. Right on. And again, Tom. Yeah, he said, "Look how quick he is." Look, yeah. Sam is awesome. That's right. We yeah, how do I do it? <laughs> hey, man, get a hold of us there. Uh, you go to cyclesource.com. You can hit us up through email, and we'll walk you through everything. It'd be killer. It'd be killer to have have some stuff about that. 
I love ice racing. It's one yeah. of the it's one of the races I still got to do. So Nick, real quick, it wasn't a gift. <laughs> it was damn here. near a gift. What was a gift? It was pretty cheap. The forty-five and a tranny from oh. Kiefer. Oh, my phone didn't ring. I like I like motors. <laughs> Steve, Steve Boyles, he wants me. He's already got me getting the motor in the tranny, and he says, "Bring it with you." Like, come on up, and we'll make it ready to race. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, so that's fine as long as all y'all get that life insurance policy on him. Uh, that's not funny. Hey, I'm that's just saying. Funny. But it is. I get some of that, don't I? Didn't we okay, have this conversation Sa- before? Sam is back about I'm going to throw him. Wait I'll a minute. Wait a minute. Up, this please. is business. How do I get in contact? Heather's going to put an email up right now. Rich Petoniak, Hello Dirt Drags 2020. We're working on it. We're working on it. We got some announcements coming up pretty soon. Okay, so back to the news. <laughs> Jesus, you guys are bad for my attention span. Second up in the news tonight, Harley-Davidson celebrates 30 years of iconic Fat Boy with special edition bike. This blacked-out beauty is one heavenly hall. I can't believe you guys made me read that. I know. What is it? It's a Fat Boy. Fat Boy. (laughs) It's been 30 years since Harley-Davidson's Fat Boy first model year and 29 years since Arnold Schwarzenegger made an iconic Hollywood ride by pitting it against a T-1000 piloted semi-truck in 1991's Terminator 2 Judgment Day. The storied American bike brand is celebrating with a 30-year anniversary edition of the Herald Hog that's limited to 2,500 examples. Um, Pretty cool. Billy Lane is coming on. Um, (laughs) You guys are killing me. He has to. Everybody likes this. Everybody likes Snyder Garlic Chips. They like them so much you can't even find them anymore. Oh, you guys are killing me tonight. This is good shit. You shut up and just keep reading. Sam's going to cover the event and he rides a fat boy. Right on. Is it black like that? Hey, I don't think it's appropriate to talk about the color of, of a man's motorcycle. Or the size. Wait, sure. that Flash the picture. Put that picture. <laughs> no. No. Listen, I got it right here. Whoa. We're going to get to this in just a little bit. In case you haven't seen it. The show has gone it's off in the, the nose. It's <laughs> That's good shit right there. Hey, Heather did say you have to be good. I don't have to, though. Okay. So well, we're good. here, you just run my mouse hand. All right. Next up in the news, this coming in from KOTATV territory, ABC. Um, Sturgis Fairgrounds may become a housing development. Sturgis Fairgrounds. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in Sturgis right now, man. You know what they're... I don't dig much of it, though. No, I don't either in all reality. Jason Sims, you're... Oh, you're so bad. I wonder why they never made a... do not... Do not... But... (laughs) Do not antagonize them, Jason. But they do. (laughs) (laughs) We're going back to the Snyder's Parmesan and Garlic Potato Chips because they have made a few fat girls. (laughs) I'm telling you right now. All right, yeah. back to Sturgis. So, um, basically, the the gist of this, Heather, go. Whoa. I'm gonna kill you. Um, <laughs> so they're gonna they want to sell off their fairgrounds, like where the high school has their rodeo and racetrack and all that stuff, to a developer so they can put up houses. Like I'm super bummed about that, especially because that's going to be coupled with them selling off the Sturgis Half Mile, where, from my understanding, they're putting up low-income housing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're just there's so much history that the city itself is taking away. Yeah. Like yeah. I just I can't get on board and with and that. And that's really part of the grain of it too, you know. I I agree. I think like you know I think the they're pushing them too hard 
it, like the, with the next story, I guess I'd have to bring the next one up. Is that? Is that yeah, the let's. One? Yeah, we'll move on to the next one here. So, um, next up in the news is also coming in from Sturgis from the Black Hills Pioneer, um, the Jackpite Pine Gypsies against annexation. So the the gist of the story here is um, Jack Pine Gypsies are not part of the city because of that they enjoy a lower tax base, some different rules and regulations. Um, have even if you l- read through the story, have even given the city itself a, a certain portion of uh, of road frontage of their property yeah. and uh, in in consideration for you know some special treatment on you know hookups and stuff well now the city is uh, is pushing for annexation which would it would give another 30 percent of the tax base right off the bat and then the the club members are worried about what it'll do as far as regulations and rules for racing and the club and everything else so big big question about you know what 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 Steve is actually Royals, happening slumlords <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know it's like it, it almost seems in one end they're pushing so hard people are wanting to try and get out of the city and but then when well, it's been s- for years yeah you know? now in some spots they're the city's given up to make more money so they're well, like getting both ends of the same at the stick and one of my big things is okay so they're going to put up you know in this particular maybe they'll put up 50 houses those houses are eventually going to be bought by investors right. so they can rent them out at inflated rates for, for rally week. Oh, look right. at that, Michael Ballard. Right on, man. We're, hey. Listen, we're, we're happy to cover the news. And, dude, that includes anything you guys got going on, too. Let us know what's happening out there, and uh, and we'll get it on the show. Yeah, this for is, sure. Yeah, this Thanks is for a joining thing us. for all of us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it affects everybody that drives and right. comes out there to spend the week. I mean, especially people like you. So, yeah. I mean, it, it affects your livelihood. Well, and then and does it affect your livelihood? How about that? What do you think? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, no, no shit. Yeah, what yeah, do you? I'd think? like to hear how what you feel about it. I just think it's sad, you know. Like I said, the Sturgis Half Mile iconic, oh iconic God, track. Yeah. It's going to be gone. Like that's such a huge for, part of Sturgis history. What made yeah. Sturgis great? For more income. For more all, income. Yeah, and in all reality, it's people like you know the listeners, the people that come out there that are the ones that have made that place <laughs> what it is over what eighty five years. How many years have been? What year are we up to? 80. This 80? year is 80 years. Yeah. I mean, so in all reality, they should have, the people should have an opinion. That's funny. You were stuck between Sturgis and Laconia. <laughs> oh, I'm close to 100 somewhere, goddammit. <laughs> I'm in there. Right. But yeah, it's it's it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds and it's what sad. happens. I mean, is there any call to action here? Is there anything that anybody can do to, you know, I think to, to get on the side of the, gyp- the Jack Pine Gypsies Club and... Yeah, w- would they put up a petition for signing, and then would that help if people outside of Sturgis sign? I, I, I don't mean, know. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, Michael or Jason or anybody out there, if you yeah. guys know if there's any action that we the people can take, let us know. Like I said, you can we want to save that stuff. You can read this on the Black Hills Pioneer. It's bhpioneer.com. Um, I'll throw a link in the comments. Maybe throw maybe throw a letter at their editorial staff even and see what we can do to get involved. Yeah, and I guess in in all reality everybody that goes there you know we go there every year so even the people that go to visit it's gotten so inflated on top of the fact that we were kidding last year that you've noticed that instead of you seeing people at nine o'clock riding their bikes down into town now it's buses so they've taken the riding out of sturgis i mean in all reality so now if they're going to start pushing some of the cool stuff that's nostalgically sturgis to the people that have been there and love it well and that's the thing that we say all the time about the about the uh homogenate homogenization of the american rally you know like so many of these things you go to you see the same turkey leg vendor 
you know the same yep. same lineup of bands the same vendors the same on and on and on even the the same entertainment now everybody wants to have hooligan races and and it just it takes away from the fact when when you when i can remember i waited my lifetime to get the sturgis the first time and pulling into that like as the country starts to change and you yep. start feeling that western vibe man and like it there was just there's something so special about that it would be a shame if the if the town lost the part of that identity that they have built yeah. into it you know the one thing i will say mark you mentioned the buses yeah I almost think those are a good idea because I, I see people making better choices when they know they're going to go right. into town to drink. So I can get on board with that one. Oh, I do. I do think people need to make better decisions in all reality. So the bus, I don't think, is that bad of an idea. But most of the people, you know, great, they do take the bus because they'd probably kill themselves on the way back. But, or someone you know, else, yeah. Right. You know, I'm thinking back the first, you know, first time <laughs> I had been in Sturgis. That was 30 years ago. It, to wow, me, you're old. I know. Isn't that great? <laughs> I mean, obviously, you can't tell. You know, I mean, back uh, then, dude, there was people sleeping on the sides of the road as you came through town. You know what I mean? Now yeah. you can't pull over if you got a flat tire. So it's just gone. And, and again, with them taking this with the housing and, you know, they're pulling out of what's bringing people there. Like Chris said, to go across country, when you start getting through the Badlands and coming into, to you know, into Sturgis itself, just the views, what you see is now starting to go away. It, you're starting yeah. to lose that. Yeah, Sturgis, I think, will always be one of my favorites. Dude, I'll tell you what. I don't know if you guys are reading any of these comments on the social media thing tonight. I can't read. You guys are cracking me the hell up. <laughs> oh, and look at this. Congratulations. You've received 100 mes messages today with Restream. We've already broke 100 wow. comments. Nice on the show today that's that's so badass you guys are awesome so listen what can you do if you're digging shop talk if you dig the stuff that we do here or if you can just bear it at least um what can you do to help this thing going uh going further and and continuing to service the motorcycle community you can hit the share button hit the share button make sure your friends know that we're live get your alerts set up so that you know when we go live and you know again Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we go live from the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio. Right on. Jason Sims chimed in. He said, honestly, the best thing people could do is actually support the races and attend. It's been a ghost town at these places for quite a few years. Mm. You know, he's right. If you, if you love it and you want to keep the history alive, you have to go. You have to, you have to participate. Yep. So I, I can totally get on board with that. Well, we go. I know that was one of the best best Sturgises we had. We kind of we did two events that week, mm -hmm. and then the rest we kind of just covered Sturgis mm -hmm. and we went to the hill climbs and we went to the races. Maybe we should do that again. Let's not work in Sturgis this year. Well, I'll tell you. The <laughs> Listen, mini, the for, mini, for us to pack all the shit up that we take to Sturgis and not go, somebody's going to have to work in Sturgis. <laughs> and I'm just saying, like, I don't know what they're going to have to do. I'm but. Not hating, just saying. <laughs> Yeah, and, and like this, last year's the mini bike races that uh, Hamid was off the charts. Probably one of the best days we've had out there in a long time. Right. So I'm still watching Michael Lichter was off the hook. Wow, Sam is on it. He already sent me an email. Well, Sam. Look, look at him go. Right on. Hey, tell him he better get to He's sleep. Awesome. He got drywall to hang tomorrow. Nice. You're hired. <laughs> So let's get back to the news here because we're actually doing pretty good getting through it. Um, this is coming in from. Well, now that you said from that. the. PR Newswire, uh, Vansonines wow. <laughs> extends Connecticut to AFT Racing with Super Twins class sponsorship, continues operation of Harley-Davidson AFT team. Um, so cool. Anybody? Oh, it's racing. Count me in. It's awesome. Couldn't they do that one backers? 
<laughs> hey, a couple minutes ago, who was it that said, to hell with racing baggers, let's race choppers? Yeah, okay. Was it Mike Yorko? Of course it was Mike. Let's give that a shot, too. Give it. Give it to a give, give it to a salt flat racer to come up with some ch crazy shit like that. I actually saw a guy one year at the Bonneville Salt Flats doing time trials on a chopper. Nice. Somebody that did was, last year. I posted awesome. a picture. That was so awesome. There was a chopper last year. We weren't there. Th yeah, thanks for that, baby. I remember. <laughs> we we failed. <laughs> so hey, <laughs> the van failed. This is good news from Radio.com. Actor Ryan Hurst giving away his custom motorcycle to raise money for animal welfare. I dig it. Is there like a doggy EBT card? Is yeah, that what the... Probably. There's an EBT card for everything else, but at least somebody's giving back to something it needs to be given to. <laughs> no, know? but listen, on a serious note, um, if you guys don't recognize the name, Opie from Sons of Anarchy, um, known for his roles as uh, Jerry... Wow, Jerry. I'm just having a bad time tonight. Beta. And remember the Titans, Opie on the FX series Sons of Anarchy, and Beta on AMC's The Walking Dead will hand over his custom Road King to a fan in Detroit later this year. Um, it's now 2020, which means it's time to go big or go home. I'm determined to save as many animals as I can this year. Hearst wrote in an Instagram post accompanying a photo of the bike. That's cool. It yeah. is. That yeah, kind of right. goes along with our little shop dog thing we started. Right. You want to tell everybody about that? We want pictures of your shop dog because they're going to go in our magazine. Um, <laughs> no, so we are going to do a shop dog page in the magazine because everybody has that loyal companion that hangs out with them all day. We have two, um, and we're super blessed to have them. And we're also going to be working with Hot Leathers um, to do a shop dog T-shirt. Um, when you buy that, the proceeds will go to an animal shelter or a rescue we haven't decided which one we're going to do our homework and make sure it goes to a really reputable one or we'll split it up over several um throughout the country but stay tuned to keep to see that coming at you um it's a personal project of mine that i'm super excited to get underway hey i want to mention something real quick i'm i'm looking through the comments while you're talking mm -hmm. um hey listen we've been married for a bunch of years now so it just gets like that um what huh are you talking to me <laughs> talking to me or heather right see i've been married to him longer than her so <laughs> i know so um you can have him what a life howard wiggins says the drag strip has no spectators anymore but you know what i do want to mention about that man burt baker does that that uh run what you brung deal oh, yeah and like it's it's the cool it's one of the coolest nights in sturgis it's, yes it's so cool to just go there with people that are just like hanging out the track and just running motorcycles for the sake of it doesn't matter who's there you know no purse no nothing and they're just raising hell it's awesome i know you put xavier on the on the war pony now xavier <laughs> weighs like 120 pounds soaking wet that's who you he had never drag raced before he said, he said he'll never do it again. Oh boy, I saw Came that. Came out sideways. <laughs> Came out yeah, sideways. Right. Yep. Did 114 in the eighth, which was awesome. And he, the only reason he did it is because Bert called him a, a JJ. Yeah. A, a JJ. <laughs> he asked him if he was a JJ. If he had a JJ. If he had sand in his JJ. It was awesome. So back to the news because here's our big story. This is the one. 3,500 women, six continents, and a year of riding high. Through sleet and monsoons, cities and villages, the Women Riders World Relay has inspired motorcyclists to show themselves and each other what they are capable of. Heather? <laughs> <laughs> you want to take this one before we yeah. run it down the drain? Come on, Heather. Let's just move on. No, no. Give, no. Them, give them the news part first. No. Okay. I'll do it then since you won't. 
The you night, guys are out of hand the today. Night Haley right. Bell threw a leg over the, her KTM motorcycle and pointed the front tire towards Scotland. It was pitch black and sleeting. Exactly the sort of miserable we, weather. We need music. Most Christopher. <laughs> hey, move on. on. No, listen. I, seriously, it's a good thing. The Women, w- women Riders World Relay, we're having a little bit of fun because we wonder in all of this like great story 3500 women from 79 countries spent a year circumnavigating the globe on two wheels logging some 6300 or 63000 miles some of them rode a few hours others spent days or months and a lot of them didn't even speak the same language what you know is really cool because somewhere along the line this is all going to benefit certain things and certain causes and all this and that but but Rebecca Cunningham is actually flying over to London, I think, oh, for no, the final portion of yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, right she on. She was part of it. She helped organize the Texas leg of it. And uh, she's going to be heading across the but pond. Again, you know, it, it's benefiting. It's probably, there's probably a lot of things that it's helping and it's benefiting all that. And, and we're kidding around. We're making fun. Because it's just the irony of things. Yeah. You know, like when, when they first came out with the, um, the, the hashtag Me Too. And generationally speaking, that symbol will always stand for right. pound. And it was just, it was Don't just, go stupid. There. I'm just stupid saying, move. Don't. it was a stupid move. Just like, why, why in all of this story would you end up using that picture? Yeah, it, somebody had to have the brains to say, this isn't a good picture. That person's here. fired. Yeah, right. That person's oh, fired. Completely. So anyway, that come in from the New York Times. Uh, you can check them out by hitting up Women Riders World Relay. And um, seeing what they got coming up next. Miss <laughs> Judy said, if you don't settle down, she's going to speed slap you. <laughs> I, had, I had noticed Evan jumped in there. Congrats, yeah. Yes, congratulations yeah, on your win. You, What's up, baby? Uh, hey. So you want to tell everybody where's about Where's my bourbon? Us, where's my... I, dude, they did the second run without us. Oh. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I saw they were posting all kinds of stuff with the, with the run. I'm really upset about it. Okay, we have more news to get to, but um, we're going to have to put that on hold because we're coming up quickly to um, to our first guest of the evening. So we're going to take two minutes, uh, do a real quick break for the show, let Mark go to the bathroom. and uh, I don't let's go to the bathroom. <laughs> I, I just went. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll be back in two seconds with more Shop Talk. Stick around. I joined the military straight out of high school because I felt like I really needed some direction in my life. And what I got out of it was a sense of purpose and more importantly, to be part of a brotherhood. I started riding when I was 21 on sport bikes like most of us do when we're 21 years old. Quickly I transitioned into love of a cruiser. My perfect ride would be with all my buddies with me riding on the coast of the ocean. There's something amazing about having all your friends with you in the perfect scenery all at the same time. My bike is a 2015 Harley-Davidson Dyna Fat Bob. My favorite upgrades to it so far are my custom fairing and my 16-inch ape hanger handlebars. My name is Brandon LaBelle, and I'm a Dennis Kirk rider.
All right, man. Thanks to uh, Dennis Kirk for um, helping us out, helping us, helping us bring you Shop Talk every week. Um, Rebecca Cunningham actually came in and says that she is going to the finale and she'll be live streaming from there. Um, Evan Favaro, everybody's giving him thanks, and he says, yeah, now for the 13-hour drive Dude, home. <laughs> how much sweeter is that 13-hour drive after right? a win, though? Right. You know what I mean? Hey, well, does he, if you go through Pittsburgh or near Pittsburgh, you got a place yeah, to crash. Yeah, welcome crash here, baby. Yeah, so if he has the check in the way while he's holding up trying to read it, it's so big it's gonna he's not going to be able to see the road. <laughs> so, Heather, tell everybody a little bit about our guest while I get uh, get things set up. Oh, Lisa Ballard. She is the brains behind Chop Cult, everybody's favorite motorcycle website. Um, she's also one of my homegirls. She's from she's from my neck of the woods, transplanted out to beautiful California. She actually, for quite a while, worked alongside Chris here at CycleSource before uh, moving on to greener pastures, saner pastures. <laughs> Um, she Same also man. happens to be married to the ever-talented Dwayne Ballard, who we had on a few months ago. Um, but more importantly, we want to hear about her and how she got started with Chop Cult and how she makes it so awesome. Because she's she's knocking it out of the park. Yeah, she she's, really she's is. Awesome, so. And you know you know Lisa, right, oh, Mark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She like everything she does is she's awesome. I mean, she truly is. Like Heather said, it's like she puts everything into it, and she. Uh, she really lets. Uh, she really gives it. Her, gives it her all. Yeah, not not her all. Like she has a flair about her. What she does, you know what I mean? It's obvious that she puts her heart into it. I mean, her both her and Dwayne. Dwayne's Dwayne's awesome too. Two good good people. Well, let's see if we can get her online. Hello, Lisa. How you doing? You're live on Chop Talk. Good, how are you? Good. Hey, man, it's great to talk to you. Been, you too. It's been forever. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I want to, st- oh, sorry, Chris. I totally stepped on you. I want to start by thanking you for coming out from behind your keyboard and your camera for a minute to talk to us, because <laughs> I know, like me, you're much more comfortable there. Yeah, I, I consider myself the Wizard of Oz. I kind of <laughs> like hanging out in the back and... It's funny, people don't know that it's me. I get called bro a lot, but that's okay. As long as you're supporting what we're giving you, you can call me whatever you want to call me. <laughs> right? right on. <laughs> hey, so listen, um, I got I to gotta tell you, just recently, Mitch and I have been going through old pictures a lot, right? Because nice. we, Mitch is going to start this new thing in the magazine where it's, it's almost like what In the Wind used to be. You know, we're just going to collect a bunch of pictures from people that send in, and he's going to... He's going to help like funnel all that. But the first batch of this is all stuff from him. And, and I came across old Limpnicky lot footprint pictures. And that made me, yeah. it made me so happy because dude, that was something that was totally you getting that started. And it was so awesome. Talk about that for a second. Well, I think the Limpnicky lot, the footprint came from growing up in the East coast. My parents, I watched them give back a lot. So my concept was if we go into the rallies, we're, we're invading, basically, the community. But what happens when we leave, when we pick up our trash? What, what type of footprint can you give back? So I believe that we did in a few rallies, we did a few uh, food can drives, which the buying power that the organizations had, the money that we gave would double because they get better buying power than what we could get. Uh, I believe you had pizza parties. I think um, yep. there was workshops that went in. 
So it was. We did the, it was basically the, the one trip to the uh, to the reservation out of Pine Ridge with yeah. the, the kids from Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, it was also to show everybody that even though you're in this culture, we're human beings and we have families and we're supporting it with the industry. So it was it was it's kind of a full circle moment. Oh, that's awesome, man. It's awesome. So, um, how many years now with with Chop Cult? Uh, I started Chop Cult. Um, I was given the opportunity to come in in January. They sold Chop Cult, but also Chop Cult to Kai Stream. I did for a, a month. I was behind the scenes getting everything ready. I debuted my first article February fourth of two thousand thirteen. Wow. Oh, so you just had kind of an anniversary, seven years, right? Yeah, yeah, it's been seven years, yeah, and it, it was ironic because the first month that I was getting it all lined up, the new owners actually came up and said, look, we need X amount of dollars to get to keep the site active and going, so I was like, give me a couple of days and let me see what I can do, or I was going to be out of a job, mm. so the following Monday, I handed them twice what they wanted, and I said, give me six months to let me figure out what this all entails and it's been ever since right on right on so um i thought it was funny today i gotta tell you like you know i've i've had your phone number for god i don't even want to talk about how long we've known each other but i've had your phone number all that time <laughs> and i actually looked at it today when i'm getting ready to call you and i i pointed at heather because it's a 603 and i know that's that's her yeah, area she's code. from my stomping yeah. grounds. And I'm yeah. like, you know, there's something about you guys that come from that part of the country because Heather still has her 603 phone and won't give it up either. That's no, right. there's no, there's no, because I mean, I live on the West Coast, but if I could get the opportunity to go back home, I'm a home girl. Yeah. I mean, it's just. There's nothing like it. No, there isn't. There isn't. The family, the, the bond. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and it's probably, it's probably, I don't want people saying, no, wait a minute, you know, West Coast versus East Coast. It's just, it's how I grew up. And I think the way and, you know, the, the morals and everything, I think that's carried on throughout every job that I've done. Absolutely. absolutely. It is different. Yeah. You know, we grew yeah. up in a very different, very different place, even here in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is so very different than where I grew up in Massachusetts and New Hampshire. And, you know, <laughs> as much as I hate the cold, I could care less if I ever sn saw snow again. I would move back there. I wouldn't, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I love seeing the snow, but I love seeing it on the mountains, and I love not shoveling it. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. And see, that, that's, a, that's the thing that's nice about Pittsburgh, because I will tell you, like, straight up, I am vehemently opposed to shoveling snow. <laughs> like, period. If it's anything more than a broom, that's God telling me, stay inside today. That's it. So... I'm all right with well, Pittsburgh. For those of us who leave the house to go to work, you don't have a choice sometimes. So <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Is and I agree. I've moved away from home two or three times, and nothing, nothing's better than coming back home. I think Ronnie's hitting on me. Ron Tanetti is on the show tonight. Oh God, it's crazy. <laughs> That's okay. Love you, Ron. So, so Lisa, you started Chop Cult seven years ago. No, 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 no. no. Oh, no. oh, excuse no, me. The, You've been with Chop yeah. Cult for seven years. Yeah, Biltwell, the owners of Biltwell yes. actually created Chop Cult in 2009. My apologies. Um, yeah. So how do you, like, how do you keep it going? Where do you get such great content? Yeah, because... Well, the content, I'm fortunate that, you know, people reach out a lot. They want to work with Chop Cult. So I'm very fortunate that, but the way that it works out, I'm still today the sole employee of Chop Cult. So the way that I can 
give back to the person that contributed is I always make sure to give credit where credit's due. If I see that picture up posted somewhere else, that person that took the picture or wrote the article is going to get the credit. It doesn't belong to Chop Cult. Right on. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Like, so you're, you basically, you act as a platform for, for people to share their their exactly. passion for what we, yeah. What we do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I see, I see a lot of vibes with the social media. I handle probably about 95% of the social media. So I see a lot of new and upcoming builders and painters. But then I also stay with the OG guys that we know and love forever. Mm-hmm. But it, you're sharing their world as well to, it takes a lot for a guy to build a bike, and then you put him on a platform like Chop Cult, which has, you know, over 250,000 followers. And you're, you're hoping that the keyboard warriors don't come in and tear this guy apart. Because at the end of the day, he didn't build that bike for social media. He built it for himself. Right. So, so we'd, we always make sure that there's no bashing that if you don't have a kind word to say, don't say it because it will get deleted. And if you don't like it, there's the unfollow button. You That's know? awesome. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I just, I know watching my husband and his craft, and as long as it takes for him to do his work, I would hate for anybody to, you know, tear him apart. No, and you know, you know, man, I think that was uh, that was like a different time in our thing. You know what I mean? There was, I always hated that one of the other magazines used to do this thing called the Coontail Award, and I, you know, and it was kind of funny. You know, it's it's that guy with that bike, and like, and everybody has a good laugh. But then I, I sit there and I think about it. It's like, man, what do you th- what do you think it's like the first time one of this guy's buddies walks in with that magazine and says, "Hey, dude, look." Yeah, You're the right. joke of the month in this magazine. Like how yeah. heartbreaking that must be for that guy. Because to that guy, yeah, that his bike is the, the greatest shit. thing in the world, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, there's just there's just so many pages that dedicate themselves to that type, and I choose yeah. not. Mm-hmm. I choose to be on the other side of the road. No, and that's because, good. Your honesty is yeah. fantastic. So it's that's yeah. one of the hardest yeah. things that we have to do. Somebody sends a picture of a bike that they created. They put their heart and soul and time and money into it, and they want a feature. Yep. And yeah. for them, it's the most amazing thing ever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's so hard to just to say, you know what? It's not the right bike. It's not what we're looking for right now. And to try and do it with kindness, uh-huh. sometimes, especially when they're standing in front of you, isn't always easy. But we try so very, very hard. Yeah. Because, because you may not dig it, but they love it. And, and, and yeah. kudos to them. And we always have a good way of, of uh, making everybody feel comfortable. I mean, uh, Lisa, obviously, we've worked with... Lisa a lot before but you know like Heather said like these people come up with a bike that may not be your thing but you know there's no reason to bash that person for their bike you know I mean if you see something you like you mention it and you know be as nice you can and that's cool that you actually you know you follow that trend for your whole you know for everything that you do if it's not good you don't agree with it get rid of it if you don't like it don't follow me you know I totally agree yeah well my background before even motorcycles was was culinary arts and I ran numerous, you know, restaurants and I was a district manager and it's, as soon as that customer comes through the door, you want them to feel welcomed and loved and when they sit down, you want to feed them and you want them to come back. You want, and you need them to come back. You need them to buy your product Mm -hmm. and they're not really... 
especially now like in in this time with our with our culture like we need everybody here right. we need everybody yeah. here you know Hands and there's on. Yeah. you you gotta you gotta band together with everybody and yeah. i i think that's like chop cold has always been you know from the very beginning those guys were brilliant for what they set up mm -hmm. with that thing and oh they were and with your tenure i mean it's just it's it's become the anchor of that it's fantastic and the custom you culture know? has no borders i mean in all yeah. reality custom yeah. is what you think custom is so Oh, absolutely. And even even Chop Cult and Cycle Source, like people, when they knew you were coming on, they're like, well, aren't they a com isn't Chop Cult kind of a competitor? I'm like, no. no. That's our sister. Well, that's that's, that's our sister on the West Coast, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's just it, especially in today's climate in this industry, is we have to collaborate more instead of compete. It needs to be, you know, and I think that's what a lot of us need to do if we want to keep this industry yeah. strong and moving forward is, you know, people like Chop, you, you at Chop Cult and Cycle Source and, and others need to work together everybody, to yeah, keep yeah. it strong and keep it alive. So it's Well, almost everybody. Well, it's almost. <laughs> well, so, like, I remember when, I remember when I was working with Chris, it was like, it was a doggy dog world. You, it was oh, either yeah. you went with this guy, you went with that guy. But if you come to me with, with a bike and I feel like it deserves press over it chris i'll send them your way because i know what it was like to see the first feature that someone did on my husband and yeah. we still have that magazine today right you know yeah, it's the, just it's and that's it too you find the person that's given the the most due justice of what they're offering mm -hmm. you know yeah. and mm -hmm. that's that's a cool thing like everybody works together even with the shops i mean we go to these events and people are like well do you, do you like those guys in another shop yeah man that's my brother right there and if it wasn't for a lot of these other shops and all of us banding together we wouldn't have some of the cool stuff we yeah. have you know yeah I mean, you're we're more powerful in numbers and that's a i mean that's a fact people just need to oh. face it that's what magic mike just said yeah. he said strength in numbers yeah right mm -hmm. on Hi, well, that's your what, leg. yeah, yeah. That's that's what it it has to be. I mean, it, it just has to be. It's it could all be gone tomorrow, and if it's gone tomorrow, yep. you still need the support. Yep, you know, absolutely. Of your fellow, yeah. And hey, imagine if it was all gone tomorrow. Like, let's say oh. that all of this shit came to an end. We all went back to nine to five jobs and miserable ass lives with no motorcycles we would still have incredible incredible stories we have stacks of media on shelves telling the stories of the things that we did and the places that we went and the stuff that we made you know i mean that's a you know yeah. that's a good life man you, you i know take the cool that. part about this is i think the last time that we had talked to lisa and, and i remember being in a conversation this is an interview this is like calling an old buddy and being like <laughs> hey dude what's up man yeah. how you feeling like I, I think the last time we had talked we may have been in the same exact conversation right. that we're in right now so that's yeah. cool. See how good you are for yeah, us. Right, right. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> no. no, it works. And kudos to you. I mean, remember when we were doing it, there was so many out there and you're still strong and oh. you know, that's yeah. that's a great thing. I have a, a crazy woman that helps me around the clock and a lot of great people and that's yeah, I was, I was that woman for a while. You can have that job. <laughs> that, was, that was a crazy job. <laughs> I keep trying to get fired. It hasn't worked yet. <laughs> oh, poor Lisa. Because it used to be she. She now now she says that she's the uh, she's the one actual employee at Chop Cult. She was the the one of two here. And like, man, the crazy shit that I come to you with every day. Oh, good she, God. She was my funnel for that. Oh, I just, I'm sure. Lisa! 
I Lisa, just, I want to start a band. Lisa, I want to do a podcast. Lisa, I want to do this. I'm like, dude, can we just get the next issue done? Mm-hmm. That's the same conversation me and Heather had yeah, two months have that, ago. We have that conversation all the time, and thankfully. And now all you people are seeing why I sometimes answer my phone. You know? <laughs> so. Now, thankfully, I've learned to do enough of the magazine that it gives him some more leeway to play music and play That's motorcycle awesome. and stuff like that not so much okay so let's let's go back to talking about lisa um <laughs> no way so you you get out to the west coast you have this this mm-hmm. opportunity with um with chop cult but what was the acclimation process being a serious north east coast person hitting the west coast scene and getting getting set up because i mean now all these years later they love you everybody on the west coast everybody across the country loves you but what was it like those first couple events that first season or two getting into the getting into the groove out there well when we first came out it was my job to introduce basically everyone to Dwayne's company and his because i didn't have child at that time so it you know it was just hitting every single event that we could and we hit it hard and by the second year, it was like we kind of started picking and choosing what events made sense for us. And one was always the David Mann Chopper Fest because it catered to choppers and it was by the beach. So it was a no-brainer, Yeah, you know. And then it was just be supportive for anything that Dwayne needed and helping with his social media. And then I started working with you and that kind of snowballed into everything. And then marketing. I mean, it just, it all snowballed. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, it's been, it's been crazy. It's been crazy watching all the stuff that you've done over the years. Like, because, you know, when you first, when you first got into this, you were like, yeah, I, you know, I kind of, I kind of feel like I could do this stuff. And then you just like, boom, took off with it. Like you, you became so good at it. Shit, I remember the first time you had me do the blog, and I had to make Dwayne do it, and I was behind him because I was afraid I was going to blow up the website. <laughs> I was like, and now, now I can do that stuff. I'm like, I'm so sick and tired of being back here. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So what? T- share share some of the craziest shit ever from your time with Chop Cult with us. Uh, well, the biggest thing with Chop Cult is that you know I. I do everything out of my the office, so I don't get to hit to a lot of events. So it's my job is to support, to help build a following, and then get boots on the ground and attendance. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I feel kind of disconnected in that area, and I hope that, you know, pretty soon that can change and I can go to more events, but right now it's my job to support and do. So I kind of like I'm kind of in the back, in the... You know, I'm not really, I'm not really, yeah, I'm not really out there, like, how everyone's at events and they can go to it. It's, I support the events and then I get to watch them, you know, and hopefully we have a contributor that will bring the event back to Chalk Cult. Hey, Roy, Roy Carwahara says that Lisa plays a mean game of miniature golf. yeah i do (laughs) no but here's what i mean like crazy because you don't realize you know when you sit down you you said that a little bit ago that that chop cult reaches um people you don't realize all the time when you have that kind of reach that those are not necessarily two hundred fifty thousand of people exactly like you or you know even some of them might not be as sane as the average person like we get a letter about every six months or a year here from 
one of two guys that Heather won't touch. She brings it in from the mailbox with, with a pair of tongs. And it's always got some, like last time it was a kitty litter bag and and some crazy cutouts of the magazine. And, I, you know, like I frame that stuff because it's awesome. And also I want the feds to have a, you know, like a, a shot at figuring out who killed me someday. <laughs> Well, he doesn't have to leave the house for yeah. that. I mean, obviously, right here, we got that covered. So you don't got crazy stories like that? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I don't. Thank God, God I don't. Huh? <laughs> thank God I, no, I just have to deal with, I deal with keyboard warriors. I don't deal with them as much as I used to when I first started this. Yeah. Because I got a lot of, oh, she's a chick. She doesn't know what she's talking about, which right. really offended me. That one, that one really offended me. But, you know, it, it is what it is. And... Now with the keyboard warriors, even because I threw out rule number one of Chalk Cult is don't be a dick. So right now on. if someone's if someone's being a dick, I don't even have to say anything, and the community will go in and say, yeah. "Yo, dude, don't do that. That's not cool. You know, don't don't do it." The biggest reward is we do like I share stolen bikes and we get them recovered. Yeah, that is awesome. You guys do yeah, an awful lot of that. That one blows my mind. Another one is when someone's broke down on the middle side of the road and thinks that there is no life, they'll use they'll do the chalk cult hashtag. I'll share it and you'll watch a stranger get out of their house, go down and help a guy out that you don't see that. You know? Mm -hmm. Well you have so, yeah. You have some serious heavy hitters coming on, giving you and Dwayne both props. Wink Eller's on right now, Steve Broyles, oh. like, and everybody's just singing songs of praise for you guys. So you, you ought to you ought to feel pretty good about the work you've done there. I am. I, I am. It's a, it, by the grace of God, it's all work, you know, and I'm happy that everyone is part of the community, and that's, that's what I hope the next three, four, five years can we can keep on doing. Yeah, I think that's awesome, and I, you know, I think everybody's grateful to have that platform that you offer up for them to share their passion for motorcycling. Mm -hmm. And I hope you, I hope you stick with it for as long as you can um, until you just decide you don't want to be tethered anymore. Yeah, I'm trying. We're we're hoping. The biggest thing is if you know, just like you, if you don't have support, you don't have the advertisers, you can't do the magazine, and that's yeah. the same thing. You yeah. don't have support for the web website. We can't keep it free for everybody because it is. There's so much knowledge. If you want to learn how to build a bike or you're stuck, you go onto that forum, you type in the search, and you're going to find your answers there because yeah. so many members have contributed. Oh, well, there's that strength in numbers, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's something, I think that's something, you know, like you, you said earlier about there used to be so many magazines and stuff, and I think, mm -hmm. I think the industry and part of the culture like for as a whole we're starting to realize that you know we're not gonna none of us are ever gonna get in probably the ama hall of fame you know nobody we're not gonna go into anybody's history books except for our own accounts and our own records like we are we're the collectors and the keepers of all that information you know what mm -hmm. i mean and like it's important the the stuff that you're doing the stuff that we're doing here you know every outlet that we have that can tell these stories and keep this thing alive is is super super critical to it you know because yeah. it's it, as close as it was ever going to be to mainstream was you know 15 years ago and that's gone yeah mm -hmm. and i think also the the people have narrowed those you know that they chose who they wanted to and not to be and like you're saying, the, the the magazines have thinned down to so few. And, and maybe part of it is the fact that now it's more directed towards, 
you know, giving back to the people compared to just taking them, like Chris said, the, you know, the cheap shots at even their own, their own uh, readers, you know? So yeah, it does make yeah, a difference. It does. And I think in the long run, you know, don't, it, it, whatever you're going to put out there in the world, just don't make people go on one side <laughs> or the other. Yeah. Bring everybody together and it's just so much easier. Yep. For, you know. It's more to gain. There truly is more to gain from it. Inclusionary, yeah, not exclusionary. Yeah, I just. So I, I keep seeing the picture go by of you and Dwayne with Jesse. That was okay. a serious, serious blow to to see somebody so young and you know such a a good sp- spokesperson for all of this taken so so early in her life, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesse. Jesse was one that blew me away because when I first met her, thank for Roy and Renee introduced us, but. I've always been a fan of Jesse, and when I met her, she turned to me and she said, "You know what? I know who you are," and that blew me out of the right. water because I was like, "I was like, what?" But then the more I start, or the more I spoke to Jesse, every opportunity that I got, she was so down to earth and she cared, you know. And you think what a person with the stature that she had, and you know the credibility, you were like. You didn't think that she would be touchable, and she was so approachable. Yeah, she and really one thing was. that one thing that Jesse and I did every single at the Chopper Fest was she would set up her booth, I would set up my booth, and then we'd meet in the middle, we'd hug each other, have a good show, and leave. And this Chopper Fest was really hard because mm. when I went to that spot, she was there, but it, yeah. I missed that hug. Yeah. 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 So what's uh what's what's next? What goes on next for Chop Cult? What's what's going on for, for um, Brian and Lisa? One, one thing that we have going on, which I'm super stoked about, is Darren McCain's taking over Chop Cult's Instagram account for 24 hours. Yeah. On February 29th, you, that actually gives me you that gives me a soul. day off. <laughs> you brave, brave soul. <laughs> no, he he did it last time, and it was amazing, and he pulled really a was. lot of art. It really yeah. was. I'm still a Chop Cult fan like crazy, so I watch all of that shit. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it, no. was, it was badass. And for him to take the time and give us the opportunity to, to put his knowledge out in the world and to share his talents, I'm forever grateful for that one. And then we have, like, there's a, there's a giveaway going on right now on, the Insta- on Instagram with a bombshell deluxe. She painted up the Chop Cult. She did the Chop Cult logo. We have a new... Um, it's like a metal flake with paint huffer. I saw. So she, yeah, so she did that, and that one was another. That was another beautiful thing that came together. Was the you know the micro flake? Chuckle doesn't making a dime on that. Paint huffer carries it all, but the proceeds that are left over goes over to Moto Fam, which helps you know people that have been severely in, injured in motorcycling. So, you know, which gives back to the but community. Dude, what what an honor. What an honor to have, you know, a, a brand that you've been responsible for, for building up to yeah. its level now. Like, have point. something like that. Like, yeah. think about this, Lisa. In 20 years from now, or maybe 30 years from now, at the SoCal Swap Meet, some kid is going to be picking up that can of, of Chop Cult Flake from yeah. Paint Huffer going, dude, remember this? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I read about yeah, this shit I in a magazine. <laughs> yeah, I was I was really stoked when Brian gave us the opportunity, and that was to celebrate Chuckle's tenth year anniversary. He kicked out that one, and it, he says it's been a solid seller on his site. So I don't know how long it's going to last, but while it does, we're just having fun with it. That's cool. So cool. 
All right, man. Well, listen. Um, tell everybody. Tell everybody what they need to do to keep up with you and and uh, and everything that Chop Cult has to offer all the time. Okay, to get involved with Chop Cult, just go to chopcult.com. Uh, follow Chop Cult at Chop Cult, and it's on every single platform that can totally possible. You follow one platform, do us a solid, and follow the other ones. For my husband at Dwayne Ballard, for me at Lisa M Ballard, you might get bored over there because all you're going to see is puppies and sunflowers. But. <laughs> It is what it is. My page. Puppies and sunflowers are awesome. (laughs) Well, listen, again, thank you so much for coming on. And please, uh, please thank Dwayne and, uh, you know, and we want and to keep in touch. Everything like I said, yeah. you know, the few of us that are that are left, and I hate to say that, it's gonna it's gonna be all about collaboration moving forward between everybody, just to keep it going. So, yeah, I'm all down for that one. Right on. Right on. Thanks, Lisa. All right, Lisa. Okay. See you, Lisa. Have a great night. Take care. Bye. I love talking to people right. from back home. Did you catch? Did you catch Dana's post that he said that Lisa told him to grow up and get an iPhone? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Danny, you're awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. He's somebody we should have on, too. He does yeah, great Grease and Gears yeah. Garage episodes. Yeah. He's just cool all the way around. I love that dude. I'll Dana be calling. <laughs> all right. So Sam Sam Sampson is covering the event for us right he on. He is. I love he keeps saying he's going to bed, and I think we keep sucking him back in. It's yeah. great. Dude, drywall's going to be totally messed up tomorrow. You better right. get on it. Crooked. That should be crooked, <laughs> yo. Um, so... We got more news. We you do, do more news or a couple events. We're we're actually um, we're actually coming up to time that we're supposed to have our second guest. But oh. let's uh, let's go through a couple events real quick because we got tons of events to announce tonight too. Um, the Daytona season is well well upon us. We're weeks away, as Heather keeps reminding me. Um, the one thing that you don't want to miss, no matter when you go to Daytona, whether it's spring or fall. The reason to go to Daytona almost exclusively, Willie's Tropical Tattoo Chopper Time Old School Chopper Show happening March 12th, Thursday, all the time in Daytona. Do not miss this show because there's nothing like it. It's off the hook. Um, Probably my favorite show of the year. Right on. So, oh, go ahead. The Broken Spoke is packed with events throughout Daytona uh, from the Bad Apple Bash, the True Grit Show, Mini Bike Racing, um, Custom Bike Show. The Handmade Lot is going to be set up there, or the Cycle Source Custom Bike Show, I should say that. Um, the Dennis Kirk Garage Built Show, the Pirouettes Paint Show, Hairball, the Black Black Smoke Center. So, yeah. So, why you say, I was just going to do that. I got the website and everything. So, Black Smoke Centers, which is Christopher's, the band that pissed Christopher. Pistopher. 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 I'll be Pistopher. Go ahead. That's what you get for this shameless plug. Yeah. She just called you Pistopher. There you go, Heather. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my wife. All right. We're Always there on. to support. Anyway, they're playing Wednesday, no, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. <clears throat> Excuse me. In Daytona. <laughs> well uh, now we need a new yeah dude model. sons of speed so sons <laughs> of speed brings up the next guest that we're gonna have here um which is always awesome that's a cool setup dude one of my favorite people to talk to has been for almost yeah. forever great guy yeah um started sons of speed can't even believe that it's been 10 races ago can you can you dig yeah, that it's, man it's 10 not. races and since dude, sons of a, speed as started. exciting as the first one like they're yep. so cool if you haven't gone to see one or haven't paid attention to it 
check them out. These dudes are balls out on these old bikes. Absolutely. They don't play no games. So obviously I'm talking about the one and only Mr. Billy Lane. Let's see if we can uh, get Billy on the line and see what's up for Sons of Speed 10. Hey, Chris. Billy, what's up, man? You're live on Shop Talk. Awesome. <laughs> How's it going? Are you good and crazy yet? Not yet. Um, we're, we're starting to ramp up for crazy, though. I mean, you know, we've got that race in less than a month, so bike week. But not even just that. You're in, I, I, I've obviously always called Billy at the worst possible yeah, right. time in his well, life. So he's in the middle of, of working on the shop, moving <laughs> stuff into the shop, and I'm like, hey, you know, take take a half hour with us Sunday yeah, night. Let's and, talk. <laughs> Dude, I no, gotta I'm say, not. I gotta say the pictures of you with those girls on Facebook, you post and Instagram. Dude, you have an amazing family. Them oh little girls God. are beautiful. Oh, those those girls have changed my life. Oh, I mean, they cracked them, me up. Right on. Yeah, they're, they're they're the reason I do what I do. I mean, I I always did what I did because I loved it. And now I do it because I love them so much. You know, it's a whole different approach. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see you know the other side of you. Also, you you post a lot. It's uh. That's pretty badass, man. I, I enjoy seeing the pictures of you having fun with them. They always have a smile on their face. Yeah, they, lo they love their daddy, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. So, Sons of, Sons of Speed 10, number 10. Man, I, I can't believe it. You, you know, know I, every time every time we say it, we're just like, Jesus, yeah. already 10. I couldn't believe Sons of Speed 1 happened. And, and <laughs> you know, it, it almost did. And the fact that we're here at number 10 is, is really amazing. Well, let's let's go over the timeline for a minute because it was. I mean, Sons of Speed One was a giant, giant undertaking. So much so that you you put it off for a little bit from when it was first supposed to be, so that it came off right. You know, yeah. it was how many races until you added in the forty-five class then? Um. So we, I was thinking about that earlier tonight. I think we we did two races and then we added the forty. <laughs> No, we did three races, and then we added the 45 class. And, and I was really reluctant to do it. Um, but that, looking back, it was definitely the right move. Oh, my um, God. Because it, it just it seemed like overnight, once the, I mean, leading up to the 45 class, overnight there was a city inside of the infield of the racetrack. You know, like everybody was in at that point, man. It went nuts. Yeah, you know, like for guys kind of our age, you know, I mean, it's – a whole younger crew of guys riding now but you know the the 45 when when the 45 is what the volkswagen beetle was when we were kids right. you know it was, <laughs> it was what you could buy cheap and you know and, and customize and make make really cool for low buck um you know if you couldn't afford say a chevelle or a mustang or something like that you know guys and that's what the 45 has become now and um you know i never really understood how fast it could be because i'd ridden some you know stock 45s before and uh once we started riding we realized how great how great they're really glad we included because it's a whole younger younger crew of men and women that are riding those at our race yeah yeah now uh so for for number 10 one of the reasons we were we were talking about having you on tonight is you you have some different things going on for number 10 to celebrate this you know that it's it's really is a milestone i mean like you said number one was was enough but to to get 10 of them under your belt now is a milestone what do you have coming up for the 10th 
Um, gosh, a whole, whole bunch of stuff. So first of all, we've added some new classes. We're running single cylinder bikes, which is, I think there's a lot of them out there. And, um, I think it's a, a great way to bring people in, um, who, who want to race and, and have the bikes, but don't know where to race them because there's not a lot of single cylinder racing going on. And, and then on the board track bikes, we'd only been racing the 61 inch, uh, bikes. And now we've opened that 61 inch class up to, um, unlimited displacement board track bikes and wow. you know there's a lot of 74 inch harley jvs out there and then um a lot of people who are running stroker bikes and 68 inch which is like a basically a d-stroke 74 um and that's just going to bring speeds up you know oh, which yeah. is what's what we're all about you know yeah. it's um i mean people have been racing these old bikes for a long time but they're not racing them the way we are they're not going as fast as we are and, and that's why we have the name we have, and that's why we have the, you know, it's growing the way it is because, you know, we're just doing it faster than everybody else is. And I don't think that's the great takeaway is everybody that comes that's never seen it says, I, I didn't know they could go that fast. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, their balls out. It's crazy. Yeah. So, so that's, that's one thing. And then, you know, we're, we're doing a lot more for, for the racers themselves. And then we're doing a lot more for the fans that want to come see this race, you know, we're offering different levels of VIP. Um, you know, we've got the, uh, the rock pass, which is the, you know, the private party on, um, Friday night before the race. And, and you know, we got live music and, and all come out and meet the racers and see the bikes. And, um, it's just, you know, it's, oh, we want to really elevate it and we've, we've grown slow and this is kind of that first big step in it to changing, it from just being was pretty much just a race before and now making it a real event oh man i'm telling you i'm telling you this like the the one thing the one the one thing i want to put in people's minds if you have a preconceived idea of what this may or may not be like you have no idea how many times you will literally be on the edge of your seat oh, waiting yeah. to see what's gonna, how it's going to come out because i've seen i've seen guys ride up the wall i've seen guys <laughs> s slide down the curve like yeah it's it's crazy man they, they it's crazy they definitely put it all out when they go out there i mean i gotta oh, yeah. say that they don't play any games they go out there and they're competitive and and like you said billy they're these things run uh, you know 45 not yeah. 45 these guys go out there and give it their all yeah you know and, and i mean um when we first did the first race it was okay if we can get a half a dozen you know 100 year old bikes to go around the track for a few laps i'm happy and um you know, after that, we realized, okay, they're pretty fast. <laughs> and, and then and then it's really become competitive with everybody now because um, you know, the, the, you know, most everybody who's racing is, is a mechanic or has a shop. And, um, you know, so th they're really getting into it because this is like what knuckleheads were, you know, 20, 25 years ago. There was, there was no... There was no Google, you know, back in the old days to, to figure out how to make a knucklehead run. You know, you had to know an old timer or have an old manual or something like that. And, you know, you couldn't get on eBay and just buy an old manual or on, you know, chopper swapper or anything. Yeah. And it's that way with these bikes now. There, there's no information out there and, like, no compiled information. You have to, everybody's learning, you know, everybody's learning how to do it and learning from everybody else. And, well, and so every race they're faster yeah, know, faster say, and faster from the first race to the ninth coming up to the 10th you can obviously tell they're starting to figure this shit out yeah, yeah. you know and then on top of that you know before this before signs of speed they were racing them on on flat dirt tracks you know mostly at like 
basically fairgrounds and stuff and so the gear ratios and the way you ran them was different and now when you get on this asphalt bank track and you're not sliding you're not really decelerating and accelerating a whole lot the, the gear ratios are changing and and how you ride the bike is changing and so everybody's getting experience in tuning and riding and so it's just becoming so much more competitive at such a rapid rate and it's I, every time I'm, I come out to an event, like I'll be out at the practice day, I'm like, oh, look at how fast they're going now. You know, it's, it's, it's just crazy. The lap times are getting shorter and shorter. Which makes for great racing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, who, what, would, you have, what would you have ever expected? Because, I mean, you've been, you've been personally responsible from, you know, throughout, throughout your career for some really, really iconic things that you brought to the table for the whole custom industry. But would you have ever thought that you would do something that was so historically significant? Because there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Like this, yeah. this is a game changer. This is, yeah, yeah, scribed into the motorcycle history books forever that this has happened. If you have, how, how heavy is that? Yeah, you brought about? something back that was gone, hands down. This would have never come back if you wouldn't have grabbed the hold of it. The, the answer is no. I mean, I, I really didn't. I couldn't even imagine it being like this, you know, because we were talking the other day about when I used to come to Bike Week, I mean, the really the kind of the big thing to do was to go to Willie's Tropical Tattoo Show. That was kind of the, one of the only reasons to come to Daytona. And I was only, you know, 90, 90 miles away. And I'm like, I'm going to go to Willie's. And that's all I really care to do. And I mean, still is one of the great things to do there. And, and you know, he had changed you know, him putting on his show, Willie putting on his show on, th on every Thursday kind of changed Daytona. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Sons of Speed's doing that now, too, and it feels really good. And, I mean, um, I'll tell you, after our last race in October, one of the guys that, that's been really heavy into it came up to me and said, hey, man, I just want to tell you that, um, you know, being involved in Sons of Speed's changed my business. He's like, I have all these guys coming to me now, and, you know, they want to get involved in this. And he said, I have all this work that I wouldn't even have if it was. So that felt, you know, felt really good to hear him say that because, I mean, I never envisioned a change in somebody's, you know, it's putting food on somebody's plate. Right. You know? um, and it, it's just, yeah, it's really remarkable. Which seems to have changed a lot of what you do, too. I mean, in all reality, you know, it seems like the majority of your work and the majority of your time spent on updating and playing with these bikes i mean you don't see much of your build stuff compared to you know you messing with these sons of speed bikes and other people so has it affected you i mean business wise yeah it definitely has i mean i i certainly have i have a shop full of chopper stuff that i'm doing i just haven't really been I, i've been focused on growing sons of speed for so many reasons i mean i just believe in it i love it everybody's really passionate about it you know it's kind of a kind of a big dysfunctional family <laughs> um and uh but uh, so you know i'm still doing a lot of the chopper stuff but i'm when i'm showing people more of it's the it's the sense of speed stuff yeah. and, and i do love it um it's a whole new see and that's a whole new thing for me i've i've had the privilege to to know another side of you for quite a while and i, I don't even want to embarrass either one of us by saying <laughs> how long ago we might have had this conversation but i remember forever ago like in the absolute chopper heyday man you and i sat down somewhere and it might have been daytona it might have been when you were across the street from the wreck and uh you were talking about trying to figure out how to pour your own babbitt bearings and all yep. that time ago, you were so so digging on vintage bikes, and and nobody knew it. You know, I don't I don't think very many people did anyway. You know, and like 
they're all cheering for you for the whole the whole chopper ranks but man you were just you were like head deep into that shit you you couldn't wait to get you know back from the event to get back into what you were looking for and to see that all these years later man to see you actually have made that transformation and made it such a big part of your life is awesome yeah it really is i mean and, and you know that's the thing is i was into these things so many years ago but it wasn't cool nobody cared um nobody even understood it you know um and so i never really made much of a fuss about it because you know nobody got it and i'll tell you one of the things that kind of made it cool was when indian larry saw it he saw a bunch of my old stuff when he was down here visiting and when he thought it was cool, I was like, okay, if he thinks it's cool too, and I think it's cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wrong it's got to be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Us two fools can't be wrong. <laughs> right on. I love that you moved it to the first Saturday of Bike Week. It's such a great way to start, like, the opening. Week, yeah. yeah, it's, well, it's the rally season. Like, what yeah. a great way to, to kick off the season. So, Good job on that move. Thanks. And, you know, that was an, another thing, just like adding in the 45, so I wasn't sure if it was the right move or not. But we, because traditionally the second weekend of Bike Week was always the busiest. And then a few years ago, Aaron and I were, you know, we don't ever get to go do anything. We were riding the first weekend and it was packed. There's people, you know, all over the place. And that's kind of what made me first think about it. And then that's also when they do the, the Antique Motorcycle Club, mm-hmm. yeah. big swap meet, which is, you know, a mile down the road from the race mm-hmm. and so it's that's a good tie-in and then also the second weekend's when they have american flat track and the daytona 200 and we didn't want to compete with that and and you know people say well i, I can't do all of it what am i going to do so moving into the first weekend definitely kind of solves a lot of problems and, and it's good for us too because then once we're done with that i can enjoy bike week right you know um versus working all week just to get ready for the event so yeah Yes, sir. So, what what about what about Choppers Inc? I mean, you know, let's the 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 races are killer. We're gonna, you know, towards the the end of the interview, we're gonna tell everybody how to get on, get tickets, get them now, hurry up. But what what about Choppers Inc. and what about the shop? Tell everybody what you're going through right now with the shop. Yeah, so you know, I moved my family to the Nashville, Tennessee area um, mainly because the community and the schools are so great for our girls, um, and and we just didn't we didn't love daytona we liked it but we just didn't love living there and especially for having kids um you know being up here is just a better place and so we bought a building here and right after we got in the contract into it this summer um the building caught fire and i've been battling that fire ever since i mean um it you know it, it caught fire in june and um i'm still not moved into the building so i'm basically in temporary space for the last six seven months and uh oh. trying to get this place fixed up and (laughs) you know so it's been it's been a mission and dude i mean uh, the average person probably isn't gonna understand like this cat doesn't have a couple toolboxes (laughs) i mean like he's got about an acre of equipment that he has to consider moving and repositioning like a, a move for you is no small gig man oh yeah i mean i've i've moved so much in the last few years and then i mean I moved everything here, and it's in temporary space, and a lot of it had to move twice since I've been here. Oh, and now, my God. The, the word is I'm going to be able to move in this Wednesday. I, I, I mean, I'll, I'm not going to be able to because of my schedule, but um, the building should be ready Wednesday. And uh, I'm dreading having to move it again, but I guess once it's done, it's done. And um, 
I'm retiring my moving services after this. <laughs> you don't care what happens. You're never moving again, right? That's it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, I mean, I probably sp- spent fifty, sixty days this year moving, which is a oh. lot of time. Oh my God. Well, especially because how busy you are. Like, how do you carve yeah. that time out? You just must work twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. I, I mean, it's been. I, I get up at you know two thirty in the morning to go to work, and then. You know, I, I get home earlier. I get home at three thirty, so I can be home with my girls and spend time with them. But um, you know, I get up way early in the morning. But I'm, I beat the world to the punch, and yeah. that's how I get it done because I'm up early before right the phone on. starts ringing. Yeah, you get the yeah, you get the most done before people even get out of bed. I mean, that was our yeah. game. that was our game for years. But that shop disruption in the shop. I don't think people realize how much that messes up your life. I mean, it that's yeah. hor- it's horrible. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean, I'm I'm really lucky. I have a great, a bunch of great customers. They've been patient with me through all this moving, and everything. Everybody kind of understands what I'm going through, and but you know, still doing a lot of chopper builds, and then I'm going to get back into the parts business. Um, hopefully later this year, I, I really want to get back in, in manufacturing parts. Hey, we have a, a couple questions, real quick. Well, actually, one first one's just a statement from Steve Burroughs, three to three. Um, <laughs> let's see, Nick Hildebrittle, can the public come to your shop and Rich Petoniak, do you have a Pope motorcycle? They were made in Westfield, Mass, where his shop is located and he knows someone that has a Pope and he's trying to buy it. Um, yeah, so, so I'm not open to the public right now cause I'm not even open. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I am going to open to the public once, once I get the place opened up. And we also, you know, we bought Arlen Fatland's building, two wheelers shop down in Daytona. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're eventually going to open that up year round too, as a, as a public space, you know, um, and have that open during the rallies. And, and so I have, you know, two places to, to people can come. And then, um, the second question about the Pope, yeah, I have a 1914 Pope, um, overhead valve that I'm restoring. That's awesome. Right on. What are you doing yeah. with Arlen's Arlen's building for this Daytona? Are you doing anything with it? No, I can't. I was going to try and have it open, but because of what I'm going through with the building here in in, yeah. in Tennessee, it's just it's almost like trying to fight two wars. Mm-hmm. So, because um, the building in Daytona has to be brought up to code before I can open it to the public. Yeah. And and so I haven't been able to get down there and do that because I've been dealing with this one here, but uh, but. Um, I plan to have that renovated this year also, and probably for Biketoberfest have a big opening and and have a nice open space there because it's you know it's right in the heart of Daytona Beach on Main Street. It's such a great building. You got uh Ron Tonetti comes on and says hi Billy, best of luck in in Tennessee, Ronnie Tonetti. Um, Jason Sims, when are you going to do some more YouTube videos? Love the content you've been putting on. And I agree with him. We want we want more YouTube videos. Yeah, too. we share them whenever you get them out. <laughs> like they're out, they're on Shop Talk. Yeah, no, no stress. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we, we understand you're going through a bunch take, of shit, but how about them YouTube take, videos? Take your, <laughs> take your time, but we could really use them. You know. <laughs> I, hey, I'm, I'm, I actually love doing it, and I want to. I, I want to start doing more of them. I've really been. I've been struggling for time. I've been basically general being the GC on my building repair, but doing it all myself, and so that's been pretty consuming. But I've been wanting to put up at least one or two videos a week. So um, I'm going to get back on that uh, pretty quick because I really like doing it. Well, and I think the thing about it too, man, is like you know, and this goes way back to conversations with you. You are you are so good at being a teacher, you know. And when you do those videos, like 
there's stuff that I pick up every time I, I see one of your videos, and you're you're just so good. You're the consummate teacher. So I think those are those are fantastic public service that you do also. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that, Chris. You know, I, um, I've I've been shooting videos all summer long ever since I've been here. I just haven't posted a lot of this stuff because you know, I'm limited in my capabilities right now. Like I'm probably running at twenty five percent. So. I've started a lot of projects and filmed a lot of stuff, but I haven't been able to shoot the, you know, the reveal or the final yeah. final portion of the video yet because I say I can't use my milling machine or, you know, at the time I'm doing something that's too dark and it, like the warehouse I'm in is real dark and um, so it's too dark to shoot the video or it's too loud because it, I'm in a, basically in the back of a big warehouse where they're doing other work and it's really loud. So yeah. the audio is going to be washed out by the, all the background noise so i haven't been able to finish it but i so i have a ton of content stored up that once i get back in my place i can finish everything up and just have a ton of video to unload well we'll we'll, we'll put them out here as fast as we can as we can get them from you too man because like i said yeah. I, I really feel that's a that's a great service to the community yeah and like you said i mean your your videos are like super informative and you you go through stuff slow so it's cool to, to actually watch you mess with this stuff, you know? A lot of people don't post yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, um, YouTube's pretty amazing. I mean, yeah. it's it's the, it's the largest social media on the planet. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think people are just now, well, older people, I think, are just now starting to get hip to it. I know there's some of the younger, some of my friends' kids say that's all they watch. They don't even have TV. And all they watch is YouTube. Um, so I think it's going to become a pretty powerful place i want to definitely carve out my little corner of it so that um because you know i have a lot of a lot of stuff to show and and uh you know i'm really doing the work which is <clears throat> makes it pretty easy to show people what you're doing oh yeah dude and once uh once you could like smart tvs have really changed everything and i don't think i don't think people understand that connection yet some people still see this division line between television and the computer and like when I'm out in my shop, I have a TV screen in my shop, and I'm watching smart TV stuff. I'm watching YouTube, and I'm watching stuff on Facebook and, you know, live streams. And, you know, it's it's a completely different world now. Like, those barriers are gone, man. Yeah. You know? Aren't you supposed to be working when you're in your shop and not watching well, TV? Well, Just no. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Busted. <laughs> All right. So, listen. Tell everybody. Uh, tell everybody. <coughs> All about the, the the kickoff party, the race, everything, where they can get tickets and, and how they can keep up with this. Okay, so, so um, you know, Sons of Speeds, we're racing uh, board track bikes from 1910 to 1929, and then uh, 45 twins, you know, basically Harley Indian 45 twins from 1930 to 1955. It's really great vintage racing on a half-mile banked asphalt track at New Sperna Speedway. And um, so that, that race is uh, March 7th, and we have a, a practice on Friday, March 6th, for people who buy the VIP tickets. And the t tickets and info are on um, Eventbrite, and the, that website address is... Um, Heather just put it up. I actually. just posted it. Uh, okay, uh, yeah. It's, it's in the comments a couple times, so you don't have to go through all that. But I will tell people, I know they sold out their infield the past couple times so if you plan on going yeah. and you want those tickets get them now, now. yeah yeah Don't. yeah i think we i think we saw like the last four events we sold those those um all those vip tickets out and and we have you know a couple new things too you know we have the the pre-party um so we've got a meet and greet 
Thursday night or was it Friday night? Friday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we have a pre-party Friday night at the, Iron, at the Iron Horse Saloon, and all that info is on Eventbrite also. Um, but Chris is playing some rock and roll music up there with right. Xavier Muriel, right? Yep. Um, so you guys are going to be rocking out. And uh, and then after that, we have a meet and greet down on Main Street at Hot Leathers, um, which is right, actually right next to our building. And then, uh, you know, people who buy those rock passes also get access to the to practice on on Friday, and the practice is just as, they don't, okay, oh, that's the, um, all access, all access passes, Aaron's over here, correct me, she knows, my wife Aaron knows, knows a lot more about this than I do, I couldn't do it without her, I'll tell you what. No, listen, I but, agree, uh, we could probably just yeah. let Heather and Aaron do the show tonight and, and cover everything that we need to get done. <laughs> yeah, she's going to, my wife's going to get a neck cramp, cramp if she shakes her head any more than she is right now. So let's make it this, this a little easier for you. If you click on that link I posted, there's a great, very dis- good description of each type of ticket you can buy. tells you everything you get, the times, the places, where you can go, where you can't go. So get your tickets right now. Yeah, I'm just over here talk, talk, telling stories. Yeah, you, you know, we've, yeah, we've got these really let me give out pull my on the phone. Hang on a second. No, we've got, <laughs> we've got really great lanyards for the for the VIP. Um, they're for, for the I know for the all access VIP passes. They're aluminum lanyards, and they're um, they're like they're, they're laser etched. Oh, cool. And, yeah, they're really great. You know, um, we, we've got some some good stuff for people. It's not just we're really elevating the event, but they double as a bottle opener. Um, yeah, the ones. Okay, hey, I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting coached over here. <laughs> <laughs> speakerphone, just put it on speakerphone. Okay. <laughs> oh, she's funny. Yeah. Hey, t- tell me how to set the, the timing on a Harley JD. <laughs> <laughs> Nice so, car. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so, I told you how to change a diaper. Yeah, she's <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, boy. And, and how to be more sensitive. <laughs> you guys are oh. awesome. Yeah. So we should probably let Billy go before this yeah. turns into an all out marital dispute live on air. Hey, listen, I'm just grateful that I can see that there. I'm I'm not the only man in the world. This is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, yeah. Aaron, That's I got still- your back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she heard that. I got your back. We'll sit. We'll have a glass of wine. We'll figure this shit out. All right. Yeah, man. but Heather, I appreciate you. Um, you know, that, putting that information out there because um, every, everything's out there on Eventbrite on that link that Heather put up. But and we'll be keep, keep posting stuff too on on my Instagram page and Facebook for anybody who might be. Checking we in will share it for you. I don't know if you heard the yeah. show earlier, but I almost have a side deal cut oh. with Kiefer on a 45. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Uh, an engine and a transmission. If Heather will just get the hell out of the way, we might get this done for, for fall. <laughs> I told you, you got you to you come ride my bike on the track while oh. you know, if we get a chance out there early. It's, there's so much fun to ride. I'm in. Yeah. Right well, on, man. Well, listen. It'll, it'll, It'll give you a different different perspective on it. You know, yes, it's one thing to talk about it, but once you ride one on that track, it's, it's it'll blow your mind. And 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 just if I could say to everybody listening out there, if, if somebody wants to get involved in this, I mean, get, grabbing a forty five and starting racing is a great way because you know it, it'll it'll get in your blood, it'll get in your system so hot and heavy that you can't think about anything else. And you know, it's not. I mean. You know, to to go after to go after some of the singles, the older bikes like that, that might get a little pricey. But like for the stuff I've been looking at at forty five, it doesn't seem like it'd be a whole whole lot of dough to get into. You know? No, 
No. So like we've we've had a lot of guys just buy stock forty fives, come out, they're slow as hell. But they run them, they get used to it, then they go buy a set of cams. You know nope. what I mean? And and that 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 steps them up a little bit. Then they'll start doing all the intake porting and putting the bigger valves in and stuff. And the next thing you know, you got a bike that's going ninety five miles an hour on that yeah. track. It's crazy. Right on. So all right, man. Well, listen, thanks for taking the time with us. I know you're crazy busy. Um, I hope that in the very near future, we're going to come and actually spend some time with you in the then completed and completely moved in shop. Yeah, we definitely got to do that. We <laughs> right definitely got to do it. But if we'll nothing play else. Play some guitar, mess with some yeah. motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. That, hey, and listen, Daytona, man. Daytona, uh, the sinners are playing three shows. We'd like to get you up there on one. It'd be awesome. Blow the world's mind. Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> blow the world's mind they'll, they'll give you a couple songs you can work on beforehand they'll be a piece of cake he's got it he's dude he's badass oh i know i know right on all right well, my, my guitar is better than i am but uh did you have two of the most killer guitars in the world yeah. too he was sending yeah, me pictures do. earlier in the week god yeah i'm lucky i love those things right all on. right well hey I'm, I'm grateful for you guys having me on too i really appreciate all the support absolutely dude absolutely. our pleasure anytime you need anything any little push for any pr just let us know we're always there okay and if, if i ever screw anything up just call and talk to my wife she's gonna <laughs> <laughs> you're just digging that hole deeper Billy. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what you're awesome all right best to aaron too man right thank all you guys all right see you guys see you guys all right you guys thanks i'll see you soon bye Oh, Good that's an episode right you're going to so, want to watch again. So, it's so again. great. It's yeah. not just us. It's so real. We have yeah. proof. Oh, my God. How great is it whenever you actually get the real true deal? You know, hey, and you, you know always what? do with him. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nothing's, absolutely. nothing's behind the scene. He's just a great guy. He always has yeah. been. So, love that cat. So, let's jump real quick back to some events because we're uh, coming up on the, the end of the show quicker than. I can even tell you the time is running out on my Daytona build. Um, in short order, the Donnie Smith Show right around the corner, March 28th and 29th, going up to the Great White North for one of the coolest shows you will ever go to. Um, the Space Coast Show. Do I have this up right? Yes. Saturday, February 15th, this weekend. Uh, Space Coast Show is going on. Um, March 20th, 22nd, 2020, The Chill We've been waiting to publish this one. Um, That's a Jeez, <laughs> well, just get lost on the back. I of made that logo. coffee. Well, there yeah. were some remnants in there. What was in the coffee you had I earlier? I don't know. I think whiskey because it's kicking my ass. Damn. Right now. I, I never get So let's go those. back to Daytona. Back in Daytona, our custom bike show is happening on Tuesday, March 10th. Uh, Tuesday, or excuse me. Tuesday Sun Night Black Smoke Sinners. Sunday, March 8th is Warren Lane's True Grit Antique and Chopper Gathering. Killer, killer time at the Broken Spoke. On Wednesday, the uh, Pierwitz Paint Show. Off the hook, it gets better every year. Um, and before we know it, it'll actually be December 3rd through yes! the 10th. And we will be on the High Seas Rally, baby. Uh, actually going to come along with Cycle Source Magazine, Providence Cycle Works. We're going to do some um, Grease and Gears Garage. We're also trying to do mini bike drag racing on the ship and some other stuff. we got some great stuff, some announcements coming up. So if you haven't got your tickets yet for the High Sea Rally, go on the website, get them now, because I promise you this year is going to be unlike any other before. It's going to be ridiculous. You guys have a mail-to-mail 
mailbox for your for stuff. You guys have a mail oh have a mailbox to mail for stuff. I don't That's I don't backwards. Know. It's inside out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes, we do have a mail box to mail stuff and it's uh 118 Dublin Ball Road, Torrenham, Pennsylvania, one five oh eight four. Um we're gonna take two seconds here before we wrap the show, so don't go anywhere. We need to do this because it helps pay the bills. We'll be right back with the end of shop talk. Spectro Premium Motorcycle Wash. Take the work out of cleaning your bike. This is the best performing cleaning solution available for fighting dirt, grease, grime, bug splatter, brake dust, and road film. Contains no petroleum solvents or harsh chemicals. This formula rinses clean on aluminum parts. Well, that was straight to the point and very informative. <laughs> That guy's voice was very informative. Oh, I love it, John Bud Killerbaker. Don't end. My therapist said make it two hours. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> okay, well, um, let's go out on a high note. Hey! Again, that lady. Oh, my God. What are you, five? I am well, five years old, but... Seven and a half, at least. It's good. It keeps me young. All right, listen, we want to uh, take this opportunity this time of the show to thank each one of you guys and gals for letting us into your headspace, into your home, and into your mind for a couple minutes. Shop Talk's coming to you live every Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, through the courtesy of the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio. Several other sponsors that we want to thank, including SNS, Spectro, Dennis Kirk, on and on the list goes. Um, Chopper Town, thank you guys for being such a great part of our community. The Cycle Source fans that are out there also, we appreciate your shares, your comments, and helping us keep this thing going. If you dig it, share it. Share it. That's the biggest thing you could do. <coughs> share it, share it. We're going to be uh, coming back with you. Actually, we're taking next Sunday off because I'm going to be in Texas with a gig with the Sinners. And we'll be back the following week. We got some great stuff coming up, including an entire show based around Michael Lichter's Motorcycles as Art exhibit this year. We're going to announce the details of that coming up shortly. Um, but until next time, where it'll be same chopper time. Same chopper channel. <laughs> you guys are funny. <laughs> With another episode of Shop Talk. See ya. See ya. <laughs>